Greetings, June Squad. Jay here, master of all things nerdy, and the host of the most listened to, the most talked about, the most popular podcast that I've ever created. With me, as always, is my stalwart companion, defender of the nerd faith, Lord Commander of the Nerds Watch, a man who needs no introduction, Sir Christopher. Also with us, we have award-winning author, Miss Jamie Engel. We've gotten ourselves into a bit of a pickle. It seems that while exploring the rooftop of 55 Central Park West as part of our Haunted America tour, we have inadvertently summoned an ancient Babylonian demigod with designs of world domination. A uh, Sumerian, Jay, not Babylonian. You never studied. <sighs> right, I always get those two confused. You want to take care of this, buddy? Why do I always have to repel the all-powerful demigods? Because all-powerful demigods are in your wheelhouse. I'm more of a leprechaun guy. I'll remember that. Fine. Gozer the Gozerian, good evening. As a duly designated representative of the city, county, and state of New York, I order you to cease any and all supernatural activity and return forthwith to your place of origin or next convenient parallel dimension. That ought to do it. Thanks a lot, Chris. Are you a god? Yes. Yes, we are. We are totally gods. With the smiting and the wrath of fire and brimstone, we are the thunder gods of the podcast, and we will come down on you like the hammer of Thor. We will rain down fire upon you until we are both dead. I am talking scorched earth, mother Oh, sorry. My bad. You should be. Nice job, buddy. How'd you know that would work? I saw it in a movie once. In a world where two nerds come together to talk about all things nerdy, Just Us Nerds podcast was born. We talk about comics, movies, and all things in between. Get ready to have your mind blown by the most amazing podcast ever recorded anywhere, ever. The Just Us Nerds podcast. Aw, oh, yeah. Okay, well, thank God that's over with. <laughs> now we can do the show. <laughs> kind of peeved me off. You know what? Uh, I, I know usually I'm the skeptic on the show, but so far we have run across a baleful banshee. We've run across uh, a... The uh, ghost of the librarian. Ghost of the librarian, and now... Uh, ghost of the library, I guess. Oh, not yeah. the, not the, it would, ghost of the librarian. Well, librarian, ghost. Weird. Ghost of the library. What did I say? I said Ghost of the Librarians. Okay, sorry. that would be kind of weird. And now we've oh, successfully... Oh, I said it. Now we'd be, uh, you know, successfully repelled Ghost of the Gozerian. I, I'm totally not a skeptic. I believe in ghosts now, UFO, astral projection, uh, mental telepathy, the spirit of uh, whatever and whatever in Atlantis. Yes. You know what's kind of weird for me? What? Did you notice Gozer was wearing bubbles? Were those bubbles? Those were bubbles. I thought it was like like uh, packing wrap. Well, one of the like two. Go- I don't Gozer care. Just like got, like got shipped here. So she looked like, like a regular homeless person at the bottom of fifty five. It was a little weird. It was a little weird. How are you? How is everyone? How I'm is good, it, Jamie? <laughs> Meanwhile, Jamie's there sitting there thinking, "Why am I here?" <laughs> you know, popcorn and listening. Well, here's the thing, and I, I would like to say this: I would I would consider her the Just Us Nerds podcast ray of sunshine. Uh, indeed, indeed. <laughs> we need to have like kind of that, yeah, that that very that that kind of music. So, well, well don't worry, it'll get there. Excellent, <laughs> work your magic, Chris. Um, so we got a couple things to talk about. Uh, I, you know, we're gonna do our usual what you're reading. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I kind of, uh, 
this kind of ties into what I've been reading, and I, I was hoping we could maybe get a little bit of discussion about what's going on in the world of comic books right now. Um, reading Venom. Uh, so for for those of you that, and Jamie, I, I I'm never quite sure like how familiar you are with some of the comic book characters. I know you're really familiar with Star Wars Venom character you've come across. Yeah, I don't read comics. My my husband is the best guy for that questioning. Okay. But okay. I have been explained the hierarchy of all comic characters. I, I would actually like to kind of hear your, has has. So is this a character that your husband has ever talked to you about? Is that you, honey? Well. Are you calling? <laughs> would you like to phone a friend? <laughs> yes, I, w- I think a friend is phoning me. A friend is phoning you? Awesome. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's awesome. Has, has this been uh, like a, a, a character that's been explained to you? Is it familiar to you at all? The only thing I know about Venom is from Spider-Man with um, the older one when he wore the black outfit, right? Is Are you talking, talking about the movie? Yeah, that's all I She's know. Talking Toby Maguire. Yeah, Toby She's talking Tobey Maguire. Yeah, Tobey Maguire. Okay. No, so, that Venom. No. Well, no. I mean, yeah. So, so, all right. So, for the uninitiated, uh, so Venom. Venom. Can, I, can I do it really quick? Yeah, yeah, I can sure. sum it up really quick. Sum it up. Ready? Yeah. Jock Spider-Man. Okay. I okay. feel that. Can I? I'm go like, ahead. I'm you like can go more. Do my, thank you. That, that, but that's your. That's like your two word. I mean, like, like the elevator jock, pitch. Jock. <laughs> yeah, right. He really is. I mean, think about it. So, so Venom is kind of like you know how every superhero sort of has like their villain that's their opposite number. So Batman like, has the Joker, uh, Superman has Lex Luthor. A- exactly. Uh, Flash has Reverse Flash. Well, uh, Venom is the sort of the opposite number villain for Spider-Man. Uh, a-, a while back, Spider-Man went to uh, this this planet where he got this costume, Secret Wars. That Secret Wars, where which he thought was just kind of a futuristic costume. It could respond to his thoughts. It was black and it could change shapes and colors to make him look like anything he could have different clothing on like he never had to wear clothing again like he's like oh i want to wear a business suit today and it would just transform into a business that's suit. awesome it was pretty See, now awesome. you got me didn't have to replace his webbing either it, it nope. generated its own webbing it was out of the top of the hand <clears throat> out, of the, out of the top of the hand instead of on actually if you refer to my bookcase there there's a good example uh, yeah, up yeah. there of the uh, black costume spider-man uh what happened was that he found out that the suit that he was wearing was actually alive. It was a living being. It's it called the symbiote. It's a sy- symbiote. Uh, yeah. So uh, once he discovered it was alive, he was like, okay, I'm not really cool with having a living creature like live off of me. So he was able to get it forcibly removed off well, of him. Well, here's the thing, though. He's tr- he tried multiple times, and it would not. Yeah, wouldn't like go. anything. It didn't w- want to. Wouldn't come off, and and also the creature also kind of enhances his his powers, but also kind of makes him angrier. Yeah, uh, and kind of spikes up his adrenaline. Gets he tries him. to kill Rhino. Yeah, he yeah, does a bunch yeah. Of things, yeah. Uh, ooh, nice uh, animated series. You, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down, See, buddy. That's what it is. Um, nerd talk. So so anyway, uh, he gets rid of the costume, and so the the, the costume then actually finds another. Uh, human to join with, and it actually joins with a reporter named Eddie Brock, whose career had been ruined by, by Spider-Man. <coughs> Very fitting. So they they join and they create this n- new creature called Venom, who he has the appearance of Spider-Man, except he's got the the large toothy right. grin and the the tongue and the, the tongue mm-hmm. and all of that. And and so he basically, for a long time, he was a villain that had the distinction of being the only Spider-Man villain who knew who Spider-Man really was. So that's who made him so dangerous and, and all of that. So anyway, for for many years, this, this character had been Eddie Brock, but then there's been a lot of evolution of the, the character 
uh, Eddie Brock then decided, you know what, I'm not cool with having this creature live off of me either. It's making me do horrible, evil things, and so he gets rid of it. Then the, for a little while, uh, the costume had actually attached itself to another Spider-Man villain. Uh, and then finally... Uh, hold on, hold on. There's something else that happened that's kind of my favorite. Yeah, what, what's that? It's not really, you know, it's actually kind of sad. But anyway, so after a bunch of it, the symbiote comes back to Eddie Brock. Like, he has it. And he sells it to the highest bidder. Oh, yeah, And the yeah. reason being, he ended up getting cancer from the symbiote. From the suit? Yeah, and he can't afford his bills. So what he does is he sells the suit to the highest like, bidder. Like on an auction. Uh. Yeah. What do I bid? What do I bid for the alien? Got 45, What do I bid? Four bids over there. Four bids over there. Who ever wanted to see? But I think that's end up how the villain ended up getting a hold of it was because Eddie sold it. That's so. So yeah, he that's true. He he sold it, and he ends up feeling very guilty for all of his you know all of his misdeeds as as Venom. So this is I it would take way too long to go through all of the history, but all right, now talk the new one. So suffice to say, this is cool. Well, uh, for a little while, the suit had actually bonded to one of uh, the supporting characters in Spider-Man, uh, Flash Thompson. and Peter's bully. Peter's bully. Nice. Later, later kind of becomes his best friend. Well, basically what happens with Flash Thompson is, you know, he was kind of a jerk in high school. He ends up joining the military, goes to Iraq and Afghanistan. He comes back. He's a totally changed guy. And he ends up getting the symbiote, but it becomes – he makes it kind of more of a uh, – tactical like it looks more like armor now and all this and he's agent venom and and he sort of rehabilitates the the suit and through there's been a real character arc that this uh that this character has gone through because it starts out as being this uh really the suit is portrayed sort of almost like a spurned lover like the suit was in love with spider-man and spider-man got rid of him and now it's like okay you know how they say that the thing there's a thin line between love and hate if i can't have you no one can no one so, so the character's gone through this, this really, this, this kind of this progression, right? Now, flash forward to where we are now. So, I've been, I've been reading Venom. They had like the first five issues. Now, they haven't explained the suits no longer with Flash Thompson. It finds this new guy, Lee, Lee Price, who was real bitter soldier, uh, and just not a nice guy, not, not, a, okay. not a nice man. All right. And like it already? Uh, it, yeah, I didn't really like, I didn't really like it. But well, okay. here comes the chemistry, because you um, know. So the suit has always been depicted as being more powerful than its human host and being able to override the, the host and yeah. basically take control of it. But Lee Price, for some reason, unexplained, has the ability to exert his will over the suit. And now they kind of flipped the script on this because originally it was the suit that was influencing people to do evil. Well, now the suit has be- had been in Flash Thompson's company. It wants to do good, and now it gets bonded to this guy, Lee Price, who wants to do evil and Aww. now Lee Price is now kind of in a reverse. Lee Price is forcing the suit to so do the, evil. So the suit's like tormented now. So now the, the suit's like the yeah. battered puppy. Yeah. Aww. Aww. Don't bring up battered puppy. You know, that's what it is. Way to bring think the show it. down, because, Christopher. Because think about it. It's like, you know, now this guy's like, all right, we're going to go rob a bank. I don't want to do that. Right. That's I g- want to go feed children. And it's like, no, we're going to go do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's exactly, that's exactly what happened. But don't worry, Jamie. Don't worry. Don't get too attached to um, Lee Price. I'm pretty uh, angry at him right now. Well, Does the symbiote kill him in his sleep? Don't worry about it because he, he is now gone away. After only five issues. Wait, 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 wait. Gone away as in Mafia gone away or? Gone away as in the writers of Venom decided, eh, you know what? Um, this 
this isn't working. Uh, Did they kill him? We're no, they didn't kill him off. No, in a battle with Spider-Man, they separated the suit from Lee Price. And they gave Lee Price a bus ticket. And yeah, it's completely forgotten about the fact that he was ashamed of all of his actions of Venom, uh, as Venom. Now the suit, for some reason, is no longer benevolent. Now the suit's evil again. It it kind of wait. So they literally did a 180 in one comic book series. Exactly, hmm. and that's that's what I wanted to bring up. Recently in comic books, and and I I would appreciate your perspective as a storyteller on this. Uh, one of the you know one of the something that we brought up before in here, Chris, is yeah. how to save comic books. Cause, Agreed. Because I've actually I've done. We my did a long. You know, debate. And it's talk kind of on an that. ongoing essay. Yeah, it's kind of an ongoing it really essay. is. Because what I found—it's an anthem. In, in, it's an anthem. It's an anthem. In in looking at the trend of comic books, issues number one tend to do very well. They right. sell about like somewhere around one hundred and fifty thousand issues. But then, as you watch the trend over time, that drops off like fast, really fast. Uh, <clears throat> and so, what comic book creators are doing, they're they start back at issue number one, and a lot of times they just reset everything back to the default. And from my perspective, the what comic books, the danger that they fall into is there's sort of this never-ending treadmill that these characters are on. Spider-Man's always fighting the same guys. <coughs> um, when they get to a point when they feel like the character has advanced too much, like for a while, I don't know if you're aware, in the comic books, he was married... Uh, he, uh, you know, he he was working as Hold a on. teacher. Let me let me stand by and preface uh, this. No, no, because no. He, this is a very hot button subject for him, and and if he explodes, you know, he's he, know that he's going through anger management. He is on medication, and he <laughs> is trying to work through it. You're gonna have the nerd rage button stand by. Oh, it's standing by. Go ahead. Well, they they basically had this story called One More Day, where. They undid it. They undid all of that. So they, they made Spider-Man single again. They just, using magic, they basically had his Aunt May got shot. He made a deal with... Like in Shrek? Like we guess that one day? What, what happened? Uh, is, is that in Shrek 2? Sh- well, Shrek it's two? Like, like in the third one. He, he, gets, he doesn't want to be a dad. He doesn't want to be a husband. So he meets with Rumpelstiltskin, and Rumpelstiltskin says, just give me one day, and I'll give you a full day to be an ogre again. And the one day is the day of his birth. Yes, yes, yes. That's they the, stole it, it from Shrek. They ripped off Shrek. So not only is that a, is not, not only is that a shitty story, but they ripped off Shrek. Man, um, I'm mad now. Easy, all right. Easy. <laughs> Think of the kittens. kittens. Think of the kittens. Kiss. But but the problem, as I see it, Jamie, is that there's too much of uh, comic book creators have been trying to make these characters relatable, and saying that okay, well, if a character's married, if a character has children. Uh, they're not going to be relatable. And so what is the solution? Well, we just got to take it all back to basi- basics. And I think that's kind of what they did here with this story mm-hmm. with, with Venom. May I? Please. Superman. So, well, um, ah. and that's what's going so, right. Well, that's what's going I know. right well, with Superman. Well, kind of. So here's the deal. So they did a little thing on, on DC, and it was called The New 52, where they kind of redid everything, redid stories. Uh, Clark... Uh, and Clark Kent and Lois Lane were no longer married. They were no longer together. Lois Lane wasn't even there. Okay? He falls in love with Diana. He falls in love with Wonder oh, Woman. Yeah. So they, okay. they were together. Then, That's okay. See? Okay. But <laughs> I'm after, okay now. But You're all right with that. Like, but during, <laughs> Carry on. So New 52 happens, and then they do this other thing, because basically a lot of fans were angry. They were pissed off over that. So what happened was, then they did Rebirth, which was basically 
turning the clock back to zero. Now we find out that the Superman that was in love with Wonder Woman was not, in fact, the original Superman. The original Superman, he died when, or he, quote unquote, he was killed by Doomsday and then he came back. Well, that guy vanished. Right? That's basically what it is. Well, well actually, w- kind of what they revealed was that the Superman that fell in love with, with Wonder Woman, they, they basically said that Superman had schismed split. Into, into two characters. One that very convoluted. Like a horcrux. But, yes. Like a horcrux. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but they're, they're do- take that, you Potter nerds. <laughs> they're, they're doing all of these things in, in comic books where it, it seems, seems like they're afraid to let the characters grow and, and progress. Mm-hmm. And, and I... I've, I feel like that's a, that's a limitation. So I'd be I'd be interested in just in your perspective, just a, as an author sure. on this. Does that sound right? Eh. Well, here's my disclaimer. This is totally my opinion based off of everything you've just said and nothing more. So no hate mail or nasty comments if I'm offensive. And if so, okay. bring them towards totally. me. Um, At this time, you were covered under the umbrella of the Justice <laughs> Nerds right. podcast. Thank it you. is no longer affiliated with Jamie Engle Inc. Thank you. Um, so you know. I've always been taught that you, if you try to make a story do something, then the story is no longer telling itself. Like, for example, somebody who says, I want to write a story with a gay character because that's popular right now. And that's the only reason. It's mm-hmm. not because the character truly is gay, mm-hmm. which is awesome. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if the character is, then the character is. But if you're forcing it, then... It's not organic. No, and you and it feels that way when you're reading it. So, like, having a magical potion that causes a superhero to not be who he was and he's not married and... That just feels weird from what you're saying. Very f- kind of forced. It feels forced, and, and it feels like... If if you keep, okay, the the Incredibles, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a great superhero story. Second one's coming soon. Awesome, so. and you know, to me, like when I think of a comic book series, I think of taking that movie and each comic book is one scene from that movie, mm-hmm. and when you get to the end, it's over. Right, and, and you don't. Yeah, that's that's a normal run. That's how it is. A story is told, and then that's that's much it. it. So, like, I'm a little annoyed that they're revamping the whole Spider-Man. Like okay. the homecoming, we stick with a storyline and just let it progress and die, like mm-hmm. everything else in life. And I think that's kind of like what you're saying as a writer. You know, you have a story, but you have to tell that story. And with the sales, I get that because book one always does best. Yeah. And I've actually, I, I did a little bit of research on this. And I- if you look at the, the trend line, it starts at the top, number one, drops down, and then they right. do a hard reboot. And then sales are back up to 150,000 units. Yeah. And and if that's the purpose to sell, then that's how the comics are going to be felt. It's going to felt feel like you're being sold a product that they want you to buy, not an organic story, I would think. It seems a little short-sighted to mm-hmm. me because I think there's only so long you can do that to readers right. before they start to get impatient. I, I propose this. We're I, nerds of all. We're, we're probably going to, like, you know... <laughs> pitchforks and torches and everything like that. Like you, you, you don't want to. You, you toy with our. Do not anger us. Do not anger us. Do not anger us. We are many, and we can we figure things Hulk. out. 
We know him. We have yeah. we have a Hulk. We have a Hulk. Yeah. And a Shrek. Which and are, a Batman. I think cousins. And a Shrek. And a ba- I'm sure they are. Uh, they look yeah. alike. They they yeah. do look very. There there is there is a bit of a resemblance there. I think they were like their their cousins or something. But but yeah, I I I would actually be in favor. And and I know this is this is like sacrilege to many, but like let let a character run run its course. Do like a generational model. So right. it's just a, at the end of the day, it's just a mask. So have one character, kind of, almost kind of like the Phantom. You know how the in the Phantom, yeah, absolutely, it's, it's my one of my favorite stories. It's more than one. It's yeah. more than one guy. So are you familiar with the concept, basically? A little bit. All right. Not basically, enough. what it is is one guy started it. He was on a ship that was raided by pirates, and like the Dread Pirate Roberts. Dread Pirate Roberts. Kind of. Actually, it was uh, the evil cabbie. But is it the same concept where it's not? There is no Dread Pirate Roberts. There's oh no, exactly. All yeah. these people yeah. that pick up the well. The what exactly? Ha- see, what happened was is is the child the the ship was raided he was thrown from the ship he ended up ended up in the uh, Tuganda jungle and the tribesmen of the Tuganda jungle took him in and they decided because he looked different that he was going to be their warrior for the jungle he became the first phantom That's pretty cool he became the first phantom and he was given the two mystical rings and and all of that and then basically what happened is when that phantom got old he passed it on to his son and then so on and so forth, mm-hmm. generational, and then he becomes the ghost who walks. Awesome. So he can't be killed. And one of my favorite lines, they did it in the movie, and it was one of my yeah. favorite lines. He looks and he goes, uh, he goes, I, he can't be killed. He goes, what? He goes, I know. I killed him. And he goes, that doesn't make much sense. And he takes off his gun belt, and he goes, you see this hole? He goes, yeah. He goes, this is where I stuck a 12-inch blade through his spine. And he goes, and now he's back. And it's wow. that that kind of yeah. you know, the generational thing. I'll be honest with you. As a kid, I prayed for that. I, well, here was the thing. Now, kind of sidetrack with that. Did I ever tell you that I always thought my dad was Batman? <laughs> like no, I, I don't. I don't seem no. to. Rem- I don't, right. don't seem to remember that. Legitimately, okay. That's awesome. All right. So my father. Okay. Now this is right about. I think I'm about seven. Uh-huh. Right, six, seven years old. My father. Okay, was six foot two, two hundred and fifty pounds, black hair, blue eyes. He worked all the time, and I never saw him until really late at night. I swear to God, clearly, like clearly, that would would be my first. (laughs) You know, and I'm reading comic books, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, it's one of those where I'm holding it up and looking at my dad, and holding it up and looking at my dad, like back and forth, and I'm like. I think Dad's Batman. Cle- clear, clearly, well, yeah. that, the that's the only that's the only, only conclusion. Well, conclusion. Well, <laughs> and then it, it had it. You know, it was really weird because then it kept adding. I'll never forget it because it was like that same week, and Dad was putting out uh, paver stones, right? And one of them didn't fit right. He had two of them that didn't fit right that needed to to be shortened. My dad broke them with his fist. And I remember looking at him, I'm like, okay, that's it. Batman. He's Batman. I'm like, that's it. I'm like, that's it. Dad's Batman. <laughs> but then my brother leans in and he goes, if Dad was Batman, where's the money? Right, like we'd be rich. Like, okay, so, but he still might be Batman, you that's know? Awesome. So, yeah, so it's kind of like that. Yeah. So, what, yeah, whether you want to look at it as either being the Phantom or the Dread Private Roberts, I, I, I really think the way to, uh, to save comic books is through, if, Okay, so right now DC uh, Comics is is really uh, kicking ass as far as uh, the marketplace. Uh, I, I, you look at the sales; DC Comics is, is oh yeah, they're is, killing, is dominating it. Uh, Marvel. 
And I think the reason for it is they're, they're really getting some good writers. And I think you, you take, I, th I think if you tell good stories, your readership is going to be there and you don't have to resort to gimmicks. You don't have to have big events. You don't have to re-release number ones. You don't right. have to retell the legend so many times. I agree that maybe, you know, every, every 10 years, every 15 years, do a hard reboot on everything. But I think if you tell good stories and you allow the characters to evolve, you're, the money will be there because people are going to want to read your stories. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, if I wanted to personally, if I wanted to follow a realistic superhero like that's married and has a job and you know like i would read a a newspaper or a novel or you know like right, mm -hmm. right. I, I don't when i'm going into a comic like when i'm going into supernatural i want to be wowed i want to be out of my normal i don't understand the idea of well, let's make spider-man get married and unless it's funny like the uh, hold on hold on cuts you know? that's the thing that he loved well and, and let me say explain it i want to do a little plug for th there's a book out that i i absolutely love and i'm a little worried because when i was doing my research on sales this book i've been watching the sales uh this this is a little book called uh, spider-man renew your vows this story takes place uh, in an alternate universe where spider-man has gotten married they uh, he and mary jane have a child the child has spider powers and so they go on spider baby spider baby they go on family adventures together that's awesome that's still supernatural yeah you know, like yeah that. yeah yeah that's good stuff it's it, it is it's really good but unfortunately i'm, yeah. I'm looking at the numbers you for think this no for no the you think no 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 no, no. I, I crush you well, but here's the thing though like even batman right now batman's a dad right He's well are you may talk about bat dad on facebook no no oh, no, okay. no 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 the, legitimate the in the comic bat. books the new robin mm-hmm is Damian Wayne. Damian is the child of Bruce Wayne and Rachel Ghoul's daughter, Talia. So mm. she drugged him and got what she wanted and got pregnant. And they have a child together. And he was raised as an assassin. And then she kind of walks up and goes, he's yours now. Good luck. Tag, you're it. And he is like this evil little monster where he's trying to kill everything with ninja swords and all this kind of stuff. So he's trying to rein him back in. Wow. So a and Batman just got engaged. Yes, actually. Congratulations, he did. Batman. Yeah. Guess who's I'm so guess sorry you're off the market. <laughs> guess who's engaged? Guess who we got engaged too? Batgirl. Oh. <laughs> Why does everyone love to put those two together? Why? <laughs> no. I like Superman and Wonder Woman. I don't know. It just fits. Yeah. No. Uh, Catwoman. Oh. So the two are of them. Are they gonna have a litter? I, right? Uh, don't you want to see? Don't you want to read that comic book now? Or like, did you know? Little bat cats. And and like <laughs> and like and like Robin like yelling at Catwoman. You're not like, my mom. You're not my mom. Yeah. By the way, I don't know if you realize, but uh, DC Comics put out the uh, engagement photos. Oh. Uh, hold on. Let me let me get it's, it. it's actually pretty out. adorable. But but I just I, I want to save this this book Spider Man Renew Your Vows because it's really fun it's like it's kind of reminiscent yeah, of that's cool. Incredibles the family goes on adventures, uh, but I, I've just been watching the readership it's okay so the book first came out September sixteenth it was at ninety four thousand about ninety four thousand copies sold okay for first issue makes sense, uh, by December two thousand sixteen they were already at forty three thousand dropped down to forty three thousand. Oh, wow. Then February 2017, 31,000. And then by May 17th, the book's down to 25,000. So I'm a little worried. Right. Now, do you think maybe it's because there's so much of a time gap between 
the releases and people lose interest. I mean, you've got Netflix mm-hmm. where you can download a whole season and mm-hmm. watch as if you bought all of the comics in one book mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. experience the whole story at once or whenever you want. Is it maybe that the the two month or three month gap between all of the comics? Normally causing one month. Okay, well, the month gap, is that maybe causing this new technology competition to ruin the comic book readership? I'd, you know, I don't know. That's an interesting question. I, I hadn't looked at the sales for trade paperbacks because kind of what you're talking about is the trade paperbacks. So are some people just not buying the single issues so they can get the trade paperbacks? I'm, I'm not sure. Or are they just tired? They don't want to wait. They find something else in the meantime and they don't come back to. I, I hate to say it, but like, you know, you look at like the youth of today; they're not, they're not reading comic books, and they're mm-hmm. also not very patient. They're not reading comic books. They're they're on their electronic devices. They're yeah. you know, video games have sort of supplanted comic books. Yeah. I mean, for for better or for worse. Well, there's still the story is still in there, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the story's the, the story is still in there, but um. So anyway, just oh. that's uh, we, so if we you keep going, there's there's a that's bunch. The, that I'm they looking did. at the engagement photos. Oh, they even have the kitties in the picture. <laughs> They're adorable. Oh. So all right, uh, we, we yeah we we got to move on from. This, I want to talk about this next one. Uh, sure, sure. Um, so yeah, wh- wh- what have we been reading? Let's do the IDW news series. Sure, I, sure. I, like I told you, I laughed, I cried. I, there there was some of them I I really did. you had feelings. I did. There were emotions. Do you need? Oh, sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> so, um, what, what Chris and I have been reading uh, recently have been—it's uh, a series put out by IDW Publishing. It's called Deviations. Okay. okay. So now, what it is is—it's it, kind of like one of my favorite. Like, it, let's say it's a story that you've known your entire life. It's—it's it's something that you know very everybody knows the story. Like, don't take ice cream from strangers no 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 like which is also good yeah i mean that's that's a good point okay like take the legend of sleepy hollow everybody knows how basically how the story goes Mm -hmm. and what if we take it and we change one thing that turns everything on its head i love it so case in point how many of these did you read actually because i read three the ones that you i've read all the ones you have listed so i've I've read uh the Transformers, Ghostbusters, Star Trek, okay. and Ninja Turtles. Can we start with the Ghostbusters one? Because sure, I don't sure. Know what it is. So, okay. so the premise of this is what if? So what What if at a pivotal point in a story? Now, of course, you're familiar with the Ghostbusters story. Very much. Thank you. I would not be here. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so you ready for this? The Ghostbusters explores what would happen in a world where in the Ghostbusters world. failed to stop the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. There would be sticky New York City. No, <laughs> believe well, kind of. Yeah, believe it or not, it's already sticky. I was gonna s'mores. say more. It's already <laughs> sticky. That's true. Kinda Pennsylvania would be coming up with some chocolate. Right. <laughs> so let let's talk about this. Sure, sure, sure. It's so played for laughs. It it's, is. It's it's played for laughs. Now they've they've played on this a bunch, which I really like. Is one you know they're they're sitting there they can't believe that they never crossed the streams is what happened they they uh. di- they didn't want to take the risk mm-hmm. because they were afraid of uh, total platonic reversal. We'll see. Oh, gotta and hate when that happens. It, right? Yeah, you it's gotta like hate when that happens. It's always Bur- on a Monday. It burns. It does burn. It like burns and right, itches right and yeah. yeah yeah. So, you know, they feel terrible. Which is really funny is they're they're walking back home because Aww. their car's been destroyed because right. it fell in the pit. So they're walking back home. 
and they look and their signs have been vandalized. It says ghost losers on it, you know, and and they look and they go, huh, I wonder if that's been trademarked. Maybe we can make some money off of that. So they try to do it and they, they're hanging out inside because people want to kill them because they ruin their lives. Now, meantime, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is, is running around, destroying everything, and all of all of a sudden, he's got these little minions, and they're tiny little marshmallows, and Aww. they're hopping around, but they're attacking Cute. people. They're like little lawn, lawn gnomes from hell. Like, oh. they're, they're biting people and, like, ripping cars apart and doing all these evil, evil things. Well, one day, as they're sitting in the fire station, all of a sudden, they hear on the roof, like, really loud. And they're like, I wonder who that could be. And a hole gets ripped open, and it's the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. And they look at him, and they're like, what do you want? And he goes, um, I need your help. And they're like, why? And they're Because t- he's, he's Gozer. He's the, right. the voice of Gozer. And he's like, why? And he's like, I don't want to be a Marshmallow like, Man. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be a Marshmallow Man. He goes, this is terrible. Yeah. He's like, nobody takes me serious. He goes, everybody, you know, it's, it, they're not running for me. He goes, I have this stupid grin on my face, and I can't get rid of it. Because if you remember at the end of the movie, he had they had to choose the form of the destructor, and so right. Gozer Ray was going to forever be bound to whatever to, it was. To this physical form. So and Ray chose the, the most innocent thing he could think of. Right. And Gozer doesn't want to be a marshmallow man. He doesn't no, want to be a marshmallow I don't man. Blame him. So anyway, um, they say, okay, we'll help you. But you have to let Dana and Lewis go. They can no longer be dogs. Mm -hmm. And he looks, he goes, no, I'm not getting rid of my minions. And he goes, wait, 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 wait. Those are your minions? He goes, what about those little sentient marshmallows? Those are, he goes, what about those little guys? What's going on with them? He goes, you got them running around the city destroying that. Those are my poops. Oh. (laughs) They are little demonic sentient Poops. So they like he he poops and then he has like little minions. Help? They came minions. To, they come they came to life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good That's for them. Very interesting, <laughs> right? Wow. So they end up coming with this. Disti- my favorite part is they're they're trying to negotiate, and they're like, well, what if we do half, <laughs> half and half? <laughs> what if we make Dana half evil gargoyle, half human? And he's like, no, I don't know. And somehow. It it cuts to the scene, and you look, and Dana is literally oh on, my gosh. has a, four a, legs. A centaur. And a centaur. And they're nice. like, because the Marshmallow Man thinks it's the greatest thing in the world. So then she's like, yeah, this is much better, Peter. Thank you. Meanwhile, Lewis is having a ball. Hey, this is great. <laughs> I got four <laughs> legs now. That's great. You want me to do your taxes? <laughs> So it's fu- it's funny. It was I, I, fun. I enjoyed it. It's kind of a it's it's kind of a fun throwaway yeah. kind of story. Yeah, uh, it was one and done. I just I really liked it. You can't it. expect them to take it too seriously. Now all right, now there's another one and I wanna talk about the last one. Oh, the uh the, de- the Ninja train? Turtles yes. deviations? Okay. okay. You gotta give a little background on this story that's right. Um Cowabunga! Well, I'll just give her the, the question, but then sure. you can give the background because you actually sure. know it a lot better. Sure, sure. So what if the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were led by Shredder? Ooh. So. I like it. The story with that, it actually takes place. It's actually a, a comic book series that they had done um, where Leonardo was captured and he was brainwashed and he becomes a member of the Foot Clan. So in this one, he captures all four of them. He gets the whole set. 
I like it. That's, 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 that's he's got the collector set. Money. And yeah. you see them, and they're all in their like Foot Clan armor and all this kind of stuff. But you know what the most heart wrenching thing is? You know what Shredder does? He has his weapons go after his sworn enemy. Sure. Splinter. Sure. And he's still pleading with them and calling them his children. And they're, you know, you know, uh, they're telling, you're going to go down, you old man. We're going to kill you. And they're just beating on him and beating on him. And he won't fight them. He refuses to fight them. Mm Mm-hmm. And God, man, I'm telling you, like that was the most gut wrenching comic I've read in a really it is, long time. It is. It's very. It, yeah, it's. It. It, it definitely is. Def, t- def, tonally, very yeah. different from from the Ghostbusters one. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I don't want to give away the ending to to that one because uh, if if you want to check it out. Th- by the way, I should mention these are all available. Yeah. Uh, in your local comic book store, but they're also available in Comicsology if you if yeah. you want. They're they're all available now. Um, yeah, I I enjoyed that one. Uh, the other two that that I read that I I really enjoyed there was uh, did, did you ever you were you ever a Transformers fan in the eighties Jamie Oh yeah yeah did you ever see the movie Oh yeah yeah You got the touch right <laughs> Anyway all right so let me ask let me pose you a question mm-hmm. then What if what first of all um, Optimus Prime mm-hmm. right dies in that movie Leader right? of the yeah. Autobots What happens Do you, Do you remember what happened How he died No I don't. Okay, so uh, you remember there's a scene in the beginning of the movie. He's fighting. Megatron is about to is like reaching for a gun, and then like the young Autobot Hot Rod. Hot is, Rod, my favorite Autobot is is like no, you don't, Megatron, and he jumps out, and then uh, Megatron takes him as a hostage, and then is able to shoot Optimus Prime and kill him. Do you remember that now? Uh, barely, but yeah. All right. You mean you don't have movies just completely committed to memory? Uh, just quite like a, a few. <laughs> she hasn't come in yet, Toto. Did she hurt you? She tried to, didn't she? Come along. We'll go tell... Okay, I can stop. Well played. Thank you. <laughs> well, what if? <laughs> wow, I just got thrown into that. That was right? really weird. We got taken to the magical <laughs> land of Oz. <laughs> okay. This, this comic explores what would have happened uh, had Optimus Prime not died during... Yeah, movie. I like that one. I will you tell like you one? why I don't like it already. Oh, I hate that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> James, you know what? I changed my mind. Suck, yeah! No, do you know why I don't like it? Why don't you like it? Because it doesn't create my favorite Autobot of all time. Uh, Rodimus Prime! Uh, Rodimus Prime, yay! Because Hot Rod ends up taking the... Uh, the Prime Star really is what it is, and Matrix of Leadership. Thank you, Autobot. Mm-hmm. And Matrix he takes it and he brings it to himself, and he becomes Rodimus Prime. So he takes his place. Yes. Kind of like Leonardo DiCaprio. Takes everybody's place. No, <laughs> my husband and I were talking about this the other day, like River Phoenix. He's and he ah, said he's like you know, yeah. Caprio wouldn't have been if if uh, Phoenix had left. Uh, yeah. Like, he filled the void. I think you're right. Well, I, think that, I don't know. So so he, so I'll pose one. What if? River Phoenix never died, and they were filming Titanic. Well, he'd, Go. Be, he'd be an Indiana Jones. <laughs> he, and we wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been upset. River Phoenix would have would have grown up to become Indiana Jones. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he yeah. he would have uh, totally beaten the crap out of Billy Zane in yeah. Titanic. And, you yeah. know, and he would probably yeah. be playing the young Han Solo, because I prob- think he could fill that role. We're, ta- we're well, talking about that later. But here's ta- the thing, though. About that. Because he's got, you know, his drug problems, yeah, it just means that he didn't OD that time. So we're looking, is he going to be like a Robert Downey Jr.? Or is he, you know, because if he's got that drug history, I mean, they're going to look and you be like, never know. oh, great, 
Rivers in jail again. Oh, what'd he do this time? What oh, it? he was naked driving a Corvette, running down the sidewalk. He hit an old lady. This is, you know, I, I think just... The what of, ifs. One of the things... Yes. Yeah, I love what if stories. And, you know, recently I just I listened to an episode of your podcast. Well, I uh, see, we do or, listen. Thank you. Origins. Origins. Check it out. You want to do a little quick plug? Yeah, where, please. Where, where please. would we find sure. Origins? Um, you can find it on iTunes and on um, SoundCloud at Podcast Origins. It's called Origins or on the website at podcastorigins.com. Can I ask? Yes, ask. Is there any way you might have room for two other guys on the Origins? <laughs> oh, my God. There's always room. Yeah! <laughs> but, uh, but on a recent episode anyway. of Origins, you were talking a lot about time travel, parallel dimensions. Um, anything that can happen does happen in some parallel Somewhere, universe. Somewhere, yeah. And I think that's what <clears throat> that's the appeal for stories like like this, like we're talking about De the uh, deviations stories, yes. the in Marvel comics, there's a thing that's called "What If," and where it takes like kind of a crucial story. What if the Punisher was actually Captain America? And they'll do things like that. Nice. And I, I actually kind of like it. Um, awesome. What was it? Um, they they did a couple that I I, I I thought were pretty neat. But you know, it's funny. This is also an episode of Futurama. It is it? Yeah. Basically, what happens is you find out there's there's an alternate universe. And Fry has black hair, and Leela has orange hair, and it's all their decisions that they've made. Bender is gold instead of silver, and what's what you find out is that Fry is actually married to Leela. Oh wow! And you know, originally, you know, she doesn't want to date him and everything. She's like, I don't, I don't get it. How did you guys get it, get married? And Leela says, Well, I flipped a coin. If it was heads, I was going to go out on a date with him. If it was tails. I didn't go on a date with him. And then regularly goes, yeah, I know. It was Tails. She goes, nope. And she goes, you missed out. That was awesome. And <laughs> and then comes to find out that every decision that she made that has led him away from Fry in the other universe has led him towards Fry. <laughs> so therefore, they got married. Yeah, I, I just, I love that, that that concept. I mean, for as much as, you know, we love, uh, it, it's like you're, like, it's like Inception. Like you're going yes, deeper. I was watching that today. Were you? Yes. Well, it's like Back to the Future too. Yes. What what if one thing will change, and what happens where where it'll skew into an alternate 1985 where Biff is corrupt and powerful, and married to your mother, and where this has happened to me? Yes, exactly that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But but yeah, I just I love the concept of alternate timelines, and I think that's the appeal of something like this. So even if you're, I think. You ha obviously you have to be a fan of that particular story. So uh, let me. Get but you also have to be okay with the change. You, right. I don't think you have to. See, I don't. Uh, I don't think you have to because be because okay there's some of them that I've looked at. and I'm like, oh my god, this is stupid. Well, let me let me name some of the other titles that were there, and I want to yeah, see yeah. just if any of them like resonate with you because I know you're not as much of a comic book fan, but not all of them were were comic books. So they also had an X Files uh, yes. deviations. What if it was? What if it was Fox Mulder? Who, who got abducted, abducted. instead of his sister? Yeah. Uh, they had a Star Trek one. Uh, Are you familiar with Star Trek lore at all? Okay, I liked this one because I read this comic and I liked it. What if it was the Romulans who made first contact instead of the Vulcans? Oh. Because the Romulans are war-loving, yeah, hateful people. Yeah, I'm not sure people. about that one. They're just Vulcan jerks. Well, here's the thing, though. You know, it's kind of funny when you read that. With, the, I told you the problem. Well, it wasn't the problem. So with this one. You find out with the Vulcans, and you fast forward really is what happens 
and it's like a post-apocalyptic world and everything they, like that. They've turned Earth into a, a penal colony. And the thing is, hmm. it's not the regular crew that you think it would be. Comes to find out, the leader of the rebellion is one backseat sitting William Riker. <laughs> nice. You know exactly like, what I'm talking like about, right? backseat sitting. You know part. what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, that's he, good. Whenever you would sit down... He always had to do the cool guy sit where the back of the chair was in front of him. And then he would always <laughs> kick because he was so tall. He would like kick his leg over it and then sit down and be like, so what do you have for me? You know, and you're like, oh, <laughs> damn, bro. <laughs> well, and Jordy, Jordy can see kind of, you know what he right. did? Hmm. He has taken his implant. He put a neurological implant and it's attached to one android's head. It's just the head da- of data. data. So the head of no. data. It's literally just the head. It's like a pocketbook? Kind of. Like and data purse? What's even worse <laughs> is like when he's driving, like think of Mad Max, but then he takes Data's head and he like puts it on the hood of the car like like a hood ornament and that's what helps him that's drive. G- that's GPS. Yeah, that is GPS. See anything? Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're clear. <laughs> it's a periscope. Can you imagine like if they were in trench warfare? Nope, they're gone. <laughs> data scope. So so anyway, th- um, we 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 got to move on to movie talk, Chris, because we're we're we've uh, oh, yeah. oh my god, so, so so much to talk about. But but yeah, um, if you want to check out these uh, uh, IDW deviations, you can find them on on Comicsology. Uh, they they had put ones out for Star Trek, uh, X Files, Ninja Judge Turtles, Dredd. Judge Dread. They even had My Little Pony. You know, oh. if that's your if Crony. that's your what if, if My Little Pony were kittens. Set in a post-apocalyptic landscape. Yeah, it's pretty much what it is. <laughs> what if one of the ponies was a vampire? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do some movie talk. Yay. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. This episode was badly written! Joey, you like movies about gladiators? Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Okay, so a uh, lot, lot of things to talk about in uh, movie talk. We have talk. a bunch. Uh, we, had, uh, we had a new trailer come out recently for uh, Black Panther, yes. the, the new Marvel film. Did, uh, has everyone here I've, seen I saw it that? once, but I don't remember. I, I, I can't repeat anything of it, I but I did have, see it. I have, I have, I do have. Do you remember what, what was kind of your feeling after you saw it? Did it? Do you remember if it, like, did it? resonate at all where you're yeah, like yeah, I want to see this absolutely. or yeah I don't like, couldn't tell you why but maybe just because it was a comic book based <laughs> movie and they always seem to be really good I want to see that yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty easy I like that it's, if it's got some I, some cool stuff some costumes explosions action yeah yeah let's go see that all one. right all of the above I, I can tell you exactly yeah, sure it made me excited and hopeful and you know why mm. here is a comic book character that was basically well known or not well known right. at all, like Doctor Strange, and they've made this beautiful story. And I look at it and I'm like, "This is going to be awesome!" Finally, you know, people are going to be standing behind. Um, they're they're going to be standing behind a a character that you know ten years ago. Who would have thought we would be getting a Black Panther movie? And in contrast, I would like to add that sometimes side characters 
should remain side characters. No, I agree with you. Like the Minion films. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Just going to yeah. put that out there. Yeah. Please I like those for a laugh. Direct all comments to the I like show. Those, I, liked <laughs> the, I liked those as, like, you know. They're like, hilarious as sidekicks. Yeah, but I like them kind of on their own as well because, you know, I, I had had a few drinks and I was like, well, let's see this. And it wasn't, it wasn't miserable. But, but Chris, <laughs> any, any, any movie that requires Wait a minute. any, any yeah. sort of. Wait a minute. Uh, yeah. Barbiturates. I'm a sidekick. <laughs> Hey, well, you're you not going to get your awesome. You're, you're aw- you are awesome, <laughs> sir. You are awesome. Okay, every sidekick except Chris, yeah, can can get should not get their own movie. But yeah. you yeah. Could to- now you're just saying you it should to- you better. should you should, you totally- should totally have your own podcast, Chris. Absolutely, I could do it on my own. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, no, but I, I like I said, I thought this was amazing. What did you think of this? Well, I, I'm 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 really kind of happy. You know, another theme that we talk about in the show is just the the increase of diversity among genre characters uh and and i just love it i love that we're we're getting a, a black panther movie i love it that we're gonna have a captain marvel movie uh sorry wait, i had a both. fight in your black panther party <laughs> <laughs> you know you gotta say i'm oh, sorry i got in a fight in a black panther party take that jen um that is my favorite line my favorite that movie. line of that movie because he thinks that it's a Black Panther it's so party, funny. not it's the Black Panther party. He's am, there with the Black Panther party. I'm sorry, he, I did not mean to go there. No, no, I love that. Uh, I absolutely love that. I'm actually kind of having a tough time thinking of anything else now, Jamie. So, <laughs> sorry. well, it's just so I, funny. Well, well, d- diversity schmercity. I wanted to <laughs> let's get more. You know, I, I got it doing just what you said. <laughs> We got shrimp gumbo and shrimp kebabs <laughs> and shrimp grilled shrimp. You can well, broil it, fry it, saute it, fry it, bake it. That's about it. I was gonna say my favorite line, the favorite part of that whole thing is, <laughs> and that's about it. And then they stop. They and just then stop. They start scrubbing. And they go right back to scrubbing. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Forrest Gump. We love you. We love you, Forrest. Continue. Yes. Um, I I, I just love that we you know we just had Wonder Woman. And, you know, uh, superheroes so far have traditionally been the domain of white males. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's really great to see that expanding. And, uh, you know, nothing, I think nothing unites us more than movies. Mm-hmm. You know, movies and stories. No, I agree. And, and like I said, you know, another thing that Marvel's doing as well, like Netflix, we just had Luke Cage. We just yeah. had Iron Fist. Like, Luke these Cage are these great. are characters. We had Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones Did you know great. who Jessica Jones was 10 nope. years ago if you weren't a comic book reader? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. No, and 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 that's what it's. I think one of the the appeal to superhero movies is at least for me when you watch. I think one of probably one of the reasons why Batman resonates with so many people, or at least with me, is you watch Batman, and for me, it's like you, as as much as I am completely out of shape, you look at that, and some part of your brain says, "I could be him." That's me. I could be. That's yes. me. It's it's a power fantasy. No, I agree with you. And and what's great is that you know superheroes belong to all of us. Mm-hmm. So it's great when you see superheroes represented in kind of every shade, every yeah. creed, every color, every gender. It's just I, I really like that. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's I agree. that's kind of what gets me excited. Yeah, no, about I, agree. I, I cried in the last Batman when the plane was flying out. You know, you know that yeah, part? Yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting there crying, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm a nerd. I'm crying in Batman. <laughs> But it's so, like, it's, you know what it is? They're, all of them, they have that tormented, like, conflicting Mm -hmm. thing that I love, that Ender has, that Katniss has, that Batman has. You know, they have that conflicting, I really want to 
you know, be this person behind the mask, but I'm specifically behind the mask because I don't want to be that person, you know, and it's just, it's so relatable. Well, and it's like my favorite Batman story, actually, and if you haven't seen it, I do suggest it. The animated series, when they put the movie out, they did Mask of the Phantasm. And that's really what it is. It's his struggle between him being Batman, wanting to be Batman, and him having to be Batman. Right. It's so good. Um, you know what I think about this Black Panther yeah. movie, what I think it's going to be? And this is why I, I love movies. This is going to be what I like to call a trip. This is going to be somewhere where I'm not going to think about the world. I'm not going to think about anything else because this movie looks so in-depth that I'm going to I'm going to get lost. Just I'm going to get enveloped it. in this whole movie instead of, you know, being around. So I think it's going to be an awesome time. Agreed. Uh so we got we got some news about the new star in the Star Wars universe, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Han Solo movie, uh that's the directors have changed hands now. Right, three times now? No, no, there were two there were two directors. I guess they were they were like oh, co-directing. co-directing. They were co-directing or something. Never works. Basically what happened was is they got in a kerfuffle. No, what Snafu. would you call it? It was a, it was a Donnie Brook. Yes. Oh. No, that was a, that's a fist fight. Oh, um, okay. No. <laughs> I it, like that one the best. Donnie Brook. Yeah, we used to get a lot of Donnie Brooks. Um, so, but what kind of happened was is they got into a heated discussion with Lucasfilms. And basically, they wanted the Han Solo project to go one way, and from the sounds of it, it looked like it was going to do nothing but hurt the Star Wars franchise. Do you know what which way they wanted it to go? Like, did they want oh, it to I be more know. serious? They wanted okay. they wanted to put him in a tutu. I have no idea. I did, they did, they didn't they wouldn't release what they wanted to do to Han Solo. That could work. But they were saying Han does a solo. I like it. Yeah, but they were saying that you know it. It did not meet what they wanted. It did not meet their criteria. It's like saying, look, we have a set of standards that have we vision. have to meet. Yeah, we have a set of standards. We have a vision that you have to meet. And they went, no, we kind of want to do it our way. And they went, no, that's not how this works. Is this Disney? Because um, I know they, it was Soul, but do they yeah, own everything? No, or is I, this I don't know if Disney Lucas? still gets a hold. I think it, they're still like the, the Lucas Corp, basically. Who, I think who, Disney owns all of it. Like even like George Lucas's soul. Yeah, but yeah. I think like they own that. Yes, yes, yeah. they do, and he will be like forever. They're gonna do the ride. Yeah, you know, the well, Lucas. they're doing the whole park now. See, he, he's a he's a Horcrux. Well, I <laughs> but no, in, in all honesty, I think what happened was is I feel, still think that Lucas Arts still had or Lucas Films may be a member of Disney. However, they're still able to make their own decisions. Okay, but what the thing is is. They're like, no, that that's not how it works. And they're like, well, it's either let us make our decisions or we'll walk. And they go, okay, here, do, there's the door. Maybe right. you guys can can go. Did you guys hear who they got instead? Yes. Did you hear this? Uh, would you like to announce it, Jamie? No, no, I want to hear it in his voice. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna do it way better. Please, Mr. Ron Howard. Woo! Opie. Yes. 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 Oh, my God. Yes. Ron Howard. Mr. Apollo 13? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing right there. I looked and I'm like, yeah. Yes. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. He that is. That guy can do it. He's magic. He, he, uh, so what are some of his uh, film credits? I mean, oh other God. than a- he, Apollo 13. He has so many. And his Keep daughter's talking. like butter. I love her. Oh, uh, Bryce, Bryce Dallas. Love yeah. her. Yeah. 
I mean, he's he's very talented director. Um, he's done like I can't think of a single movie right now, but like well, I know he did. directed like half of them. He's just incredible. Yeah, I I don't think you can go wrong with that. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Don't forget that. Oh, with see? Jim Carrey, he did that. See. Uh, how do you? But Jamie, how do you feel about uh, pre the prequel movies in general? As do you a, know? As a, as a Star Wars fan, how do you how do you feel about prequel movies? All right, here I've got something. By the I'll way, I want to I want to interrupt. Okay. interrupt real quick. How many movies do you think Ron Howard has actually uh, done? I think he's directed 27 films. Okay, 27. Jen. 11 billion. No, 11 so give me a real number. Dollars. Give me, give me a real number. Um, 62. Is this this game no. show where one goes higher? Wait, what did you lower? say, Jamie? I said 27. I'm going to say 28. Oh, that's well, lame. Well, it would be Jay for the win because he's done 42 wow. roles. Oh. So, um, wow. He just recently did Beatles' Eight Days a Week tour. It was the touring years. He did Inferno. Remember, he's mm. done Inferno. He th- he did oh, all yeah. of the Da Vinci Code movies. The Da Vinci. Oh, the he, Da Vinci. He did. He did the Da Vinci. Oh, I love the Da Vinci. Da Vinci is just so good. <laughs> he did so the good. the movie so nice. uh, Rush. So nice. He did the movie Rush. It was a indie car movie mm-hmm. uh, about Formula One. He did Frost Nixon. He did Cinderella Man. He did The Missing. He did Beautiful Mind. He did How the Grinch Stole Christmas. See? He did Ed TV. He did Ransom. Oh, I loved Ed TV. Apollo I loved 13. Ransom. I loved Apollo 13. Far and Away. He did Backdraft. So that noise that I heard, Jamie, as you and I were struggling, was that was like the voice of like a thousand film geeks. By the like, way, yelling like you simpletons. By the way, I'm about <laughs> to so slap sorry. you in the. F- I'm about I'm to sorry. slap you in the face because you know what he did. What? He directed a little film. In 1988. Ooh, let us guess. Uh, it was. Hold on. It features uh-huh. a Batman uh-huh. and a former Star Wars alumni. A Batman and a former Star Wars alumni. I'd like to buy a vowel. Um, I am going to say. I'll give you. I'll give you the genre. Give okay. me the genre. It is a fantasy slash adventure. <gasps> Willow. Yes. Did you ever? Did you ever see yes, Willow? Yes, love right? Willow. Okay. He directed that. Yeah, he directed Willow. Ooh. All right. So back to my original wow. question yeah, anyway. to you, Miss Miss Angle. Yes. What is your feeling about? prequel films in in general like uh rogue one that they're doing a han solo movie possibly a boba fett movie what what are your thoughts i love it i think having that like um additional information about characters that you love is really helpful for fans and you get to just get deeper into the story and the world Mm -hmm. um like uh the harry potter yeah yeah the fantastic beast like i loved that if they did you know another harry potter and it was all about the kids like you were talking about with mary poppins Mm -hmm. coming out yeah i would watch that because you just get more into the immersed in the world i kind of wanted to see like them grow up because you know that harry and ron both become auras you know that hermione ends up working for the um ministry the ministry the ministry of magic Mm -hmm. i kind of wanted to see that yeah i would love to i want to see harry chasing after a dark wizard and you know Mm -hmm. getting in some kind of a battle or something like that now i do have one question though about rogue one the whole movie was just created to fix the flaw about the hole being so easy to knock a bullet into right pretty much i think i mean that's the only reason like we need to come up with a film to explain why we were so lame in 1970 can i can i have you have you ever seen you ever watched (laughs) robot chicken oh yeah 
Have you seen the Star Wars? <laughs> how much? Special? How much is it going to be? Where the emperor? The em- so the emperor gets he's a phone the- call. You did what? He's, he's meaning. <laughs> what do you mean they blew it up? <laughs> Who is they? <laughs> what the hell is an aluminum falcon? Well, pardon me for thinking my Dark Lord of the Sith could defend an now, exhaust port only two meters awesome. wide. That's awesome. And then my yeah. favorite thing is he goes, wait a minute. Where are you? Because remember what happened to Darth Vader? He's in, the, yeah. in his, his TIE fighter. Yeah. He goes, where are you? You mean to tell me that you've been floating around on that thing for two weeks looking for a signal? He goes, God, you must <laughs> smell like sweat and death in there. <laughs> And then I, I love the end of the conversation. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. I, I got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love you too. <laughs> 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 okay, yeah. But yeah, I mean. They did a good job explaining. I bought it. All right. Can I, can I, can I confess something? Yeah. yeah. I didn't watch it. Oh, you, you haven't, you have, you haven't seen Rogue I have, One. I have not seen. Really? I'll be honest really? with you. It, I've heard that yeah. and I'm, I'm interested, but like part of me, honestly, I was like, meh. There it was one of those. It was kind of a throwaway to me. Yeah. I, I think that probably has one of the best. Uh, I won't say the best scene, but for me, there's a scene involving Darth Vader. Oh, where the I've, end of it. I've seen oh, that. Oh, you've seen that because part. you know what they did. They put somebody took the, that video and put the song uh, by Queen, "Having a Good Time." Mm-hmm. They put it right behind it. Nice. And it's all upbeat well and happy. Played. And then he's just murdering everybody. By the way, did you ever notice something? Couldn't have Vader just. Uh, force pulled the plans well no no not even that couldn't he have just force pulled the plans out of that guy's hand instead of having to murder every single person murdering's more fun chris it is more fun well i agree you know chris i would recommend seeing it and this is my only reasoning it was the first star wars film in my opinion that came out that matched the star wars essence see and the ghosts (laughs) of the statues are backing me Uh, apparently they agree with you it is the f- the first Star Wars movie that gave me that same feeling like as the, the original. Okay. No, as the first one, the as first New one? Hope. Well, it's see, the first one that's see, done that. That's for not me. even my favorite Star Wars. No, but it, it was that is what gave that us drive Star Wars. Yeah. It was the the like four or five different worlds, four or five different characters, the sliding scenes back and forth, oh, the big battle nice. with like three or four different things happening, and you don't know if anyone's gonna make it out. Hmm. You know. Yeah, it, like I it said, felt, it felt like Star Wars. It felt like Star Wars but again. Like but the, the promoting it was not very well done. Mm-hmm. And it was basically like, hey, there's a new Star Wars movie coming out. And I was like, <laughs> so, yeah, that's basically why I'm not, you know, I, I, it just didn't draw me. Honestly, like I said, the advertising, it just was very quick. Like, hey, there's a new Star Wars. And like I told you, and this is really stupid, and I've said it off, uh, off air, but I'll, I'll say it on air. When I first saw the poster... I honestly thought the girl was Ellen Page. And I looked at it and I went, I don't want to see Juno in space. And Ellen Page, if you're listening, we love you and you're welcome to sponsor the show. I kind of want to see Ellen Page in space. Yeah. I, I, I kind of want to see her do, what was the movie where she, where she was the rollerblader? What? Oh. No. It was not, like not roller, roller derby or something. Roller derby, yeah. 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 I kind of want to see. She was in the X-Men too, wasn't she? Didn't she Yes. That, she that was. She, she was Kitty Pride. She was Kitty yeah. Pride. She was Shadowcat. We know. Anyway, See, um, she could do Star Wars. Uh, honorable mentions before we we move move it along for the sake of time. Uh, we got a new Godzilla movie that's going to oh, be coming. Oh, I'm so out. excited! Godzilla King, Godzilla King of the Monsters. It's yes, going to be ma'am. the second one. And you ready for this? Yes. Did you ever watch the originals? Yeah. Okay. 
They have Am already I on this podcast. <laughs> so Gosh. they have already announced. Shoot. That Godzilla is actually going to be fighting monsters such as. Oh, we're going to have uh, King Ghidorah, Rodan, and Mothra. <gasps> Mothra. Yeah. Mothra. Come back, Mothra. Come back, Mothra. They're gonna have the little Asian. Do you think they're gonna have the little Asian girls? Uh, maybe. Who? So did you? So you watched these growing up? You watched yeah. the Godzilla. Did yeah. You ha- the the so really bad filmed like. You know, miniatures and yeah, like the, or the guy in the rubber suit. Godzilla, ah, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of assuming that you were a Mothra gal. I love Mothra. Mothra, right? Yeah. I think that's like, that's every girl because Jen so is a giant Mothra Toho, fan as well. Toho kind of had like a little something for everybody, didn't yeah. they? Mm-hmm. See, I'm, a, I'm a Rodan fan. You're a Rodan fan. I, I like Rodan because he was a big giant pterodactyl. And, and yeah, that's pretty awesome too. And, and I'm a big uh, Mecha Godzilla fan. Yeah, the big robot. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. it's Mecha. So, so yeah, so we got that coming out. That's exciting. Um, I'm just gonna, uh, you know, I, I got I gotta talk about this. This is like an itch I gotta scratch. Yeah, we'll okay? do it real quick. Um, so there's been a lot of back and forth recently between Marvel Studios and Sony over uh, is ve- we're talking about Venom at mm-hmm. the beginning yes. of the show. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, there's a Venom movie coming out, and now. they've already announced th- who is playing Venom. They're gonna have Mr. Tom Hardy. <gasps> He's so dreamy. Okay, okay, well, there you go. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Mr. Hardy, uh, write us at Justice Nerds Podcast, uh, care of Miss Jamie Engel. She's a fan. I believe that'd be Mrs. I mean, (laughs) let me tell you, like, he's, uh, Christian Bale was my my favorite. Right. And now, like. Well, yeah, he broke broke Batman's back, so now he's like. Yeah. Tom Hardy. Oh, you Mm -hmm. find me a trap, man. Love that voice. But he is so good. And and I was watching Inception. I didn't even realize he was in it. Yeah. He was nobody. He was a gangster in yeah. that. Yeah. And he had a like accent, an yeah. English accent. Is he English? He is, he, he's, he's Australian. Australian. He's Australian. He's Australian. He's uh, a, so that's he, why they made him Mad Max, because he was uh, another Australian. That's so cute. I didn't know that. I loved Mad Max. Oh, my gosh. I loved Mad Max. The man is a chameleon. He's the, brilliant. The, the, the man chameleon. is a chameleon. So, so anyway, he's going to be playing Venom now. But... Um, but there's a big battle ke- going on between Sony and Marvel. Well, well Kevin Kevin Feige basically is he, that how you he, pronounce he, it? I think so. I, I kind of hey, hey Feige you. Feige, hey Feige, hey Feige you. Feige you, Feige you, Feige you, man. Feige you. You know what I call him? I call him Feige. That sounds like you that know, just doesn't phase me. It's it's like that. It's what like color that. do you want that couch to be? I want a kind of a phage. It's it's kind of what's that? There's this Greek (laughs) yogurt out, and it's kind of spelled the same way. And I kind of look, and I'm like, isn't it phage? Well, now that we've completely gotten off track from that's what we do here. Um, I'm gonna find out how to pronounce it. Kevin Feige, phage, Mm -hmm. Feig, uh, basically uh, put the put the final word out. Uh, He's the director. No, no, he is. So he is kind of like uh, he's the Godfather over Mm -hmm. at Marvel Studios. Do as I say. He's precisely. Mm -hmm. Look at my boy. They massacred my boy. I never wanted this for you, Michael. I never wanted this for you, Jamie. I never wanted this. <laughs> anyway. All right, hold on, hold on. I got I got I got the, hold on, hold on. You ready? <laughs> You're going to get yeah. this sentence out, Jay. I, I'm, I, 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 eventually on, I will. This is, it's it. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> I want large fries and uh, oak and burger. Oh, it is Feige. It is Feige. All right, you winner. Kevin Feige announced that Venom's not going to be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and so and so Venom's not going to be part of Spider-Man's universe, which means that these two characters will, will never, never meet. Will never meet. However, L- let me gi- but let me give you a context. I, I but wanna... there's a however to this. I, no. No. <laughs> no. There is. No. 
Do you want Go it? ahead. Give me your however. But I've, ar- I've already read it somewhere that they were saying, however, it's going to take place in kind of the same genre area. Like, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mr. Superman. Not no, yet. like Spider-Man and Venom are never going to meet. However, the same things that are happening, the same area, the same, you know, like the schools and all that kind of stuff are still going to be the same. But they're never going to meet. Yeah, I'm aware of that because it's yeah. like it's like Lady Hawk, they never meet. They never meet. That'd be like you know the end of Heat. Yeah. That like that not happening. I that know. Th- well, let me let me put it in in terms. This would be like if they decided to make a Voldemort Voldemort yeah. movie, and then they no said Harry it exists Potter. in a separate universe from Harry Potter. So not only does the movie just is Harry Potter not in it, they just don't exist. This would be like having a Moriarty movie Sad. with no Sherlock have, Holmes. With no Sherlock Holmes. Sad. I, 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 and it just—I'm sorry—it feels like such a cash grab on Sony's part. No, I agree because they've got nothing left. Sony is kind of—they th- have Marvel making their Spider-Man movie for them, with the agreement that Spidey Spider-Man gets to exist as part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay, uh, and so they own the film rights to all of the supporting cast for for Spider-Man's characters. Okay, um, so they're trying to like. It really seems like a cash grab. It's no, like, okay, I agree. we can't use, we can't have all of these other, uh, we can't use Spider-Man in our universe because we're having him over at Marvel, so we're just going to take all of the characters and give them their own spin-off movies, and mm. it just. I heard this no. other one that they're doing, That's and weird. it's so dumb. It's um, they're doing like Silver a and black, black, Silver and Black, uh, which based off of two other supporting characters, Spider-Man. One of them becomes his girlfriend. Uh, bl- Black Cat and this Silver Sable, uh, two kind of like femme fatales. They're vixens. From oh, this is the all-female? No, no, that's Birds of Prey, what you're thinking oh, okay, of. But, okay, But this one, are these, these are two Spider-Man heroines. Basically, they're both kind of villains. Sort of, yeah. But they're... Kind of a Catwoman. That okay. Especially Black Cat's kind of a rip Is off. it weird? Mm-hmm. Like, is it weird that I'm upset that people aren't more upset yes. about this? It is weird. Oh, yes, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm never going to Yes, Jay. It's very weird. This will be my last show. <laughs> Do not. It's, no, it's no. not weird at Don't all. Don't let them about this. And, and, like, and I know, granted, there are important things happening around the world right now. Like, Right. Miracle cures being discovered for cancer, wars being fought, refugees, horrible things. And the thing that upsets me most, yeah, that they're making a Venom movie that exists outside the continuity of Spider-Man. I think that's valid. G- Chris? You know how I feel about the Spider-Man anyway. All right. All right, good. Uh, it's we'll not th- my favorite genre. Mm-hmm. I, like, for me, the most interesting time that I had was the Fox cartoon. Mm. But what if they that made... Was the so most right, ever, that you, was the most fun I ever how had. How would you feel, Chris, if they made a Batman movie? Yeah. Uh, don't know. Uh, you can't compare that. They, don't no, you no, dare. They made a Joker movie where Joker doesn't exist in the same universe as Batman. How would you feel about that? It would suck. It would suck. Yes. Well, it, it would, would or it would have to be done so different in time. You know, they're like going to make the timeline where it was like before they met or after you know they met. they're going yeah. to make the spider references. Now here's another yes. thing the, too. Here's another thing too. I don't, that. Spider that is on his chest. Right. Where? Holy sh- oh, oh, oh! You, oh, you meant on the? You. Oh, oh, oh! oh. So I'm oh, sorry. I'm oh. staring at the cool figures. Though. He's got this <laughs> Venom figure. It's the it's the the it's symbiote the suit. But the thing is, it would it morphed from his original suit. Yeah. So, I, what is Marvel gonna? You can't use that. You you can't. Yeah. So I kind of feel like hmm. why not? Ju- if I'm Sony, 
why not just create a new character? Why are you going to take a character from an existing His property? His name is Benham. Well, they yeah, did right? that. They Benham. did that with Ant Man, wasn't he fabricated? He's not a real comic. Uh, no, no, he, no, he is. He oh, he really is a real is. comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they made him up. No, no, no. no he really is. He unique. really, really is. I love him. Yeah. I just love Paul Rudd. I think he did a great job. Uh, agreed. No, no, fantastic. And and he's part of. Of of that whole yeah. universe. So mm. anyway, I know we're running so short on on time. We got to move on to toy box, but I had to mention that because it's just no, it, it's okay, it, and it I agree with it. Bugs yeah. me. It bu- no pun intended. <laughs> ah! No pun intended. Okay, let's do some toy box. Where does it get those wonderful toys? Let's broaden our minds, Lawrence. Um. Okay, so we got a couple things to talk about here in, in Toy Box. We actually have our our first Toy Box where we got not only a Chris's Loot Crate, yeah, but we got a Jamie's Loot Crate. Hey. I don't know if she can use that word. we got to come up with a different name. What do we want to call it? We can't yours? use Loot Crate because we, I think they'll try to sue us. What oh, we, okay. What do we call yours? I call my stuff Swag. Ooh. Jamie's Swag I Bag. Swag yeah, bag. I was just thinking that. So we got the Swag Bag. Yep. And we got the Loot Crate. All right. Yep. All right. So By the way, I do want to make a quick mention. You know, we made... Um, we talked about it on the show. They did the uh, RoboCop NECA uh, Ed 209s that mm-hmm. we had talked about. Yeah, yeah. I saw it out. Yeah. At It was at an FYE, and mm-hmm. it, was, it wasn't it was out of box or anything, but God, that looks so cool, and I know. Does it? I, it does. Uh, it does. I, I, it's I, expensive, though. I, yes. It was $75. It's, uh, it's a little pricey. A little pricey. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it wow. was on my pre-order list, no longer on my pre-order list. He has a child. Uh, I have a child and a mortgage and just a whole bunch of stuff. So, yeah. so without further ado, yeah. let us first begin with our first Jamie's Swag Bag. I like well, it. thank you, Jay and Chris. I appreciate the wonderful opening for my Swag Bag product. Today's product is called Wickbooks. Wickbooks are... Story-scented candles to match the JME books line, which are my books. Thank Trademark. you so much. Trademark. They, they better be your books because otherwise... That would be really weird. I was going to say, no like, you need to sue because that... I can totally do other people's books. I can do, like, Butterbeer, but call it, like, Muttermeer. Not even... It's yeah. it's Butter-near. Yeah, near butter. Ooh. Harry Potter... So, so like, if you ever did, like, <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven, would it just be, like, whiskey and depression? I, I mean, would think it'd be, like... Raven poo. Yeah. Ooh. No, so anyways, what seriously. We, what do we got? What do you, what do you got? Uh, yeah. There's a guy locally here in Cocoa Beach, and he runs a shop called the Almost Edible Gourmet Candles, and they look good enough to eat. So I approached him and said, hey. Did you try? No. Okay. No. I approached him and asked if he could take um, ideas from my stories, and I explained how they would taste or smell. Right. And he created these handcrafted candles to match drinks from my books. Yeah, and I put them in little, um, gosh, I never remember the name They're of They're little those. mason jars. Little mason jars with little silver lids because that's just how I envision See, the, them. See, the mountain folk in me comes out. I'm like, hey, you got them in the mason that's jars. That's right, and the other one's got my moonshine. <laughs> we don't talk about <laughs> my lightning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you can check it out. Um, I, today, actually, I designed a really, really um, skeletal, low but but working website called wickbooks.com. There you so go. You Wick can go books.com. Like quickbooks but more fun. No, no, it's <laughs> not. Can, can we it's use better. these candles to do our taxes? Uh you can 
you can light the candle while you're doing your taxes. Ooh, it'll calm you down when you realize yeah. you're not getting any money back. That's right. Okay. Right. <laughs> but, you know, they're, um, they're, the whole point of them is so you're reading like Clifton Chase and you're burning your drop water scented candle, which you guys smelled. That was the yes. black licorice cream and sugar. It's kind of like a salted caramel almost. Yeah, I like it. And so you you burn the candle while you read the book, and it's just supposed to enhance the experience because, let's face it, there's a million new books that come out every year. Mm. So I'm going to set mine apart by giving you the Wick book candle to go with it. You know, when you're a kid, you start with the, uh, you know, life kind of begins simple with the scratch and sniff stickers. Oh, yes. my God, this yes. You've gr- now, now, this now you're an adult. Now we're like ready that. for sophistication. Scratch and sniff for adults. Now, Scratch and sniff now there's for adults. see. You want to know the problem, and I'll tell you the problem. This is just, this is in Chris's realm. Yeah. If it comes to 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 my house, I'm gonna read, right? I'm gonna light the candle. I don't know about you guys, but you know what always happens when I read. You go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna burn your house down. Oh, I'm gonna down. burn my house down. Well, then maybe, <laughs> maybe you know, we've got the toilet papers. Yes. Yeah, and I was thinking, you know, maybe for the bathroom. Ooh. And I'll do like a strawberries and cream because that sounds like what I would want my poo to be covered by a strawberry and cream scent. If I had to pick, uh, yeah, Lysol. Yeah, I'm. Ooh, I want like a pine salt, you know, pine salt scented <laughs> candle. <laughs> Yeah. What about cheeseburger? Or I just had a thought. They have those candle warmers. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to. So Chris, we can do tots. Don't, don't, don't worry, it. buddy. Tie? You don't have to. We need tots. They're I called thought you said tie. You could no. do tie scented. You could do tie scented. Yeah, oh. you could do. Depression <laughs> and sweat. <laughs> the bathroom already smells that way. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, you don't have to burn your house down. No, but yeah, you can use a tart. those candle warmers. And then I have nice. an electronic short. And then my house burns down. Is there any story, any version of this story where your house doesn't? end up burning yeah when down. i stay awake i like this idea like i said <laughs> i think it's great I stay awake. i'm happy to be a part of this plan <laughs> <laughs> so wh- how long have you been doing is this uh you just started with like this a or? month this is so brand new what made you come up with this idea i gotta hear this i love this um you know i was at an author event and i was selling books and i've been looking for the right product to build my line because Did the old jamie angle bumper stickers not working no. out <laughs> no i don't like you know they're just not working. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. So I have the little earrings, the book cover earrings, oh, and cool. those are cute and they, they work, but not everyone's ears are pierced and not everyone wants to wear my book covers on their ears. I get it. I don't know what's wrong with you people, but right? it's cool. Wear what's them. Wear them. Why can't you just, you know, just wear like the book covers on you instead of just being a jerk? And if your ears aren't pierced, we can help you. That's right. So um, I'm at this event, and the guy from the candle shop is, mm-hmm. like, selling, no pun intended, his candles like hotcakes. And Brunch. I'm going... Did they look like hotcakes? Yes. He has ones that are, like, four sack of pancakes with butter and syrup, and they're incredible. Oh, my God. I love dish. this. Yeah. Um, so I thought, you know, I'm going to talk to this guy and just see what I can figure out. And he says, I do wholesale candles. And I said, well, if I gave you like a scent and an idea, could you make candles based off of my books and make like storybook scented candles? And he was like, that's incredible. I've never heard of that before. (gasps) And neither had my trademark attorney (laughs) when I had it trademarked. Joel Epstein. (laughs) Did now, did your trademark attorney, I I have to know this. I have Mm -hmm. to know every little fine bit of detail. Trademark. Was he, did he have one of these candles going in the background as he was drafting? Let me tell you. It's a she, but that's cool. Uh, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Um, my, I gave her a book for her daughter and I signed it. And she was like, that Aww. is so cool. 
And then my first order on my online store was from her. She ordered a candle to match the book. And Aww. I was like, that is so, I know. It's like puppies again. So I thought that was really cool. AJ, we might have to go on the website. <laughs> we definitely got to go on the website. Definitely got to we go. We bring on. money. Got to go on the website. Um, well, th- that's terrific. So. Uh, one more time, if people would, are interested in sure. finding these Not candles. Not even just that. I want to know where can people find you well, you everywhere. Know, I'm all over because I you know, have now Wickbooks. I have the podcast, and I have the Square store where I sell everything. So everything is available and accessible through therightangle.com. Okay. You just have to look around, but there's everything there, including um, you know, to bring me out to your event, to speak. I'll add a PayPal link if you'll you give come me to money. Our birthday party? Yeah. Bar mitzvahs? You know what I think will be really fun? I haven't done Please, this yet. Please, seriously, you come know? to our birthday party. I will, totally. You know when you go places and they do like the caricatures of you? Yes. I would love to be like um, Bert and just write on the fly poetry. That'd be like, you know? You look like you've had too much cake. That's go not where I was going. Go sit down. I was thinking like. You like do an impromptu like short story. Yeah. Or, like you put the person in a Whatever, short story. Totally. It's not like that. <laughs> so basically, it's a party ad lib. Yeah. Th- what's your name, Bert? Okay. So and Bert walked yeah, into the party. What's your favorite food and what's your job? Right. And then go. Right. And you write a story. And then I'd write it. With that person. And it would probably rhyme because I'm better at rhyming than I am that at writing. That is amazing. Like that. I love it. So, yeah, I love it. One day. All right. So yeah, so the rightangle.com. W R I T E. I'm thinking if you ever get the story e. that there, there might have to be. Yeah. Either magical gnomes. We could be the brownies from Willow. <laughs> Do you remember that? With the there was yeah. a bald one. The way. There, there was a bald one. There yes. was a bald <laughs> one. So th- there you go. Fit, fit right in. <laughs> Just saying. Yes. So go to the right angle if you want to find those those candles. That this has been our very first Jamie Engel swag bag. Oh, I like that. I like that. All right. So now up next we got another exciting edition of. What's in Chris's loot crate? 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 I, I hope wonder it what isn't it crap. Oh, <laughs> see, I like that, right? <laughs> All right. So now, as you know, um, are you familiar with Loot Crate at all, Jamie? Yeah. All right. So it's the monthly subscription. Um, each one is a different theme, just depending on the month. So this month. I literally just got this in the mail yesterday. All right. So hot off he the presses. Just got, oh, sorry, we just did that. He My just bad. got up. <laughs> so, so catchy. He's opening the box. I got to try to find the manual. Hold on. His hands are in Chris, the box. Chris uh, lining up his shot. It's incredible, the dedication. Jamie, I think he's going to go for a nine iron. I, I don't know if the that's focus, a wise decision. The focus. So it is alter ego. Alter ego. So now I normally start off with the thing I like the least Mm -hmm. to the best part. All right. So we will start off with, I will say right now, this is probably the dumbest thing that Loot Crate has ever given anybody. Oh, oh, that that is not a glowing endorsement. Loot Crate, we are interested in your I've got a six-inch... Whoa, hey, 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 Chris. children listening. Please, think of the children, sir. (laughs) Look at this. It is a plastic cereal bowl. Oh, 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 it's a bowl. (laughs) With the Hulk's grip on it. That's awesome. Oh, come on. Well, you know. Hulk smash cereal. I paid money for this. Well, Well, you know, um, Hulk's 
Hulk's got to eat. Can I ask my 10-year-old what he thinks? Ask oh. your 10-year-old what he thinks. What do you think of the bowl, buddy? It's cool. Hey, there you go. All right. <laughs> Hulk's got to eat cereal. Hulk eat. Mmm. Hulk need fiber. Hey, I think they have cereal now with marshmallows, like the superheroes. No, I think they do, actually. You can totally put that in there. Oh, and yeah, then You're going to do it. You can slurp it. Anyway, um, so you always get a pin. All right. So Alter Ego, actually, it's one of my favorite stories. You get Jekyll and Hyde. Ah, so okay. That's wait, cool. wait a minute. Let me see that pin. Yeah, take a Hang look at it. Actually, let me describe. What, what do we got? Oh, okay. So, yeah, what I'm looking at is we have uh, half the face is uh, Dr. Jekyll, kind of bespeckled figure there with uh, a, a separated. Uh, you got a separator of uh, like a uh, beaker. It's a vial. Vial, beaker. Vial. Uh, it, that's vial. so vile. And then on the other side, uh, Mr. Hyde. Isn't All that right. neat? I'll toss it over to uh, Miss Engel for a perusal. Thank you. Yeah, take a look at that. Ooh. Isn't that cool? That is very cool. All right. If I still worked at TGI Fridays, I would totally borrow this. I'm probably gonna that would put, be your flair. I'm probably totally. going to put this on the bag somewhere. My, yeah, that's my, sweet. My gig bag. We, so. we just want you to express yourself. It looks like broccoli coming out the top. It does, doesn't I it? I like that. Yeah. Eat broccoli, kids. So, as alter egos, what does one automatically think of? Oh, uh, Sigmund Freud. Really? No, sorry. That's what I think. Are they like magicians or something? Superheroes. How about superheroes? Oh, oh, kids? yeah, superheroes. Yeah, that of course. That one guy with the face. They have given us yes, the new Fifty Two <laughs> cover guide. Oh. So what it is is every cover that new Fifty Two. Ah, okay. Produced. That's and pretty And they put awesome. them on little poster cards. That's so really cool. Very nice. Actually, very uh, nice. So uh, we got we got some artwork. Is that your favorite? No, no. There's more that gets okay. even better. But I will say, for that, I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Because I could take some of those out. Yeah. And I, I like to frame stuff and put it up throughout the house. I mean, that's a lot. That's very a nice. Lot. We're looking at some of the artwork here. We got artists, uh, artwork by David Finch. We got some work in here by Amanda Connor. It's um, really beautiful. Very nice. Thank you. So, now always, they always come with a button. Le bouton. Le bouton. And you always get a t-shirt. La camiseta. Yeah, sure. What si. you said. Ooh. We uh, are international here. Yeah. The Just Us Nerds. All right. International house. Hell one yeah. Of, one of Geekery. Us All right. You ready? All right. Let's do it. So, this is a different kind of... Of alter ego. All right. Somebody who kind of hides in plain sight. Little, uh, kind of little, maybe someone who uh, hides in plain sight. Maybe a little, uh, little superhero action. When maybe you guys are ready. Little, uh, We're ready. Gonna reveal the t-shirt. You ready? Um, uh, <laughs> the edge of he seat? can't get any higher, so oh, yeah. Oh, can. Get, get, uh, any higher than this? <laughs> How about an Optimus Prime shirt? Oh. Where it shows the transform. Oh, I love that. From oh. the truck to his robot form. I have oh two questions. Where'd you get that? And give it to me. <laughs> you Is have to take a picture of that for your site. And, That's awesome. And I will say, honestly, the I think the company that they went to with this shirt is by far the best quality. Feel that shirt. You saw that. He tossed it to me, Jamie. That means it's no, mine. No, no, it's mine. Give oh, it back or I will beat it's you for true. it. It's nah. true. Fight, 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 fight. <sighs> That's an awesome shirt, buddy. Isn't that awesome? 
Thank you. Ooh. Thank you. Soft. That that is Isn't so. That nice? Is is that your is that your favorite item? No, we got one like more. A, but like wait, pillowcase. There's more. There's. If that was a pillowcase, I'd never leave my bed. Now, how much would you pay? All right. Now, mind you, all of the stuff that I've already shown you guys originally, this is twenty five bucks a month. That's it. This T-shirt's twenty five bucks. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That that makes up for the crappy Hulk ball. Word. So, my number one thing that they give us now. They always like to partner. Somewhere um, s- somewhere, a, a Hulk fan is crying because of that comment. I just want you to know. Anyway, don't worry. They'll make them mad. Um, so, <laughs> you should see this. Jay's got this bounty lip right now. So, anyway, um, they like to partner with uh, certain companies. And one of the companies that they love to partner with is Qfig. Qfig, yes. I was just about to say Qfig. They will do specialty items only for Loot Crate. You oh, can't get cool. them anywhere else. So QFig released a figure, right? They do these cute little figures that I'll, I'll show you. And so it's a... it's a uh, The ghosts are vacuuming. I right. Know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> leave, leave my address. So um, what they'll do is they'll normally, you know, either change the color or, you know, do, do all, all different kinds of things. So... Ready to see the Q-Fig? Let's, let's see the Q-Fig. All right. Release the Q-Fig! They did. Yes. A newspaper picture <gasps> version <gasps> of Spider-Man. So now, originally, this one was re- released like two or three years ago. That's and, of course, he was in his red and blue suit. But I in this one, talk. it looks like he's been photographed. So he is in black he's and white. He's in black white. and white! Look how cool it's Spider-Man is. Noir! Oh, how cool is he? Aww. And he's adorable. He's adorable. He's just Q-Fig, that's the thing. They, they like to take superheroes, and they make them the most adorable things. Like, they have uh. a Wonder Woman that's running with an invisible jet in her hand. They have... Um, I have a little Doctor Strange. They have a Hulk oh that they made gosh, where he smashes. Is awesome. Isn't it cool? And he's hanging what? from a, a lamppost. And we'll, we'll be putting pictures of this up on our Facebook page uh, because the, th- this is uh, uh, this is great. Yeah, I, I love this. So yeah, I, I, like I said, I think I think these ones out of out of all. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you, they they hit it out of the park with you know three out of the four. So Hulk Bowl not getting any love. N- no, man. Hulk sad. You know, they could have done a number of things. Like, we've gotten really cool stuff. Like, he, one of my favorite things that they gave, and it really didn't cost them that much. I know it didn't, and it may, it meant actually a, a, a lot to me. And what it was is, do you remember the movie Galaxy Quest? Oh, yeah. Love they that actually movie. gave a patch from the Galaxy Quest uniforms. It was like a remake of those That's patches. Awesome. It, it was just the coolest thing. I have the patches from Firefly. You oh, know, cool. I have those. I have, I mean, just really simple stuff like that. I look at it, I'm like, that's really cool. A Hulk Bowl? Not too much. Mm. Sorry, kids. Not too much. So. Poor Hulk fans. But, uh, yeah, so uh, that's. So is the Spider-Man your favorite item out of all? Of the, yeah, I, I want to say that, that that was the one that, that really touched home. I, I loved it. Like I said, I'm not that big of a Spider-Man fan. However, Spider Jen is Spider Jen. So she has a new Spider Man added to her wall. Super awesome. That was Chris's loot crate. That, that was Chris's, Chris's loot crate. That was Chris's, Chris's loot crate. Glad it wasn't crap. Yay! Kind of. It was kind loot of. Loot crate. If you're looking to sponsor a podcast, 
We're available. We yes. are available. Send and that's money. the thing, too, is, you know, I love that, by the way. Say it again. Send money. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the thing is, you know, in all honesty, this, this is from, you know, we're not getting sponsored yet. We're not yet. sponsored by Loot Crate. Yet. Yet. We would love to be sponsored by Loot Crate. Absolutely. However, but, you know, it's kind of how it works. Well, last item before we close out the show in Toy Box, uh, Chris and Jay, your friendly neighborhood not-for-profit toy bounty, bounty hunters. hunters. Is there a toy you're looking for? A toy you can't find? A toy you just have to have? Are the scalpers driving you nuts with their scalping? Charging $11 billion for a figure that's only supposed to be $19.99? Are they charging you a billion dollars for a Hulk bowl? No. No, Chris and Jay say no. We are here to meet your toy collecting needs. What do we do? It's very simple. You send us an email at justusnerdspc.com. We will track down the toy for you. We will find it. We will let you know where you can get it. If it's in your state, we'll give you directions to it. If it's in our state, with a little coordination, we'll purchase it. We will uh, advance it to you through the mail. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get it worked out. Our, our whole mission here, this is not for profit. We just want to help connect people with toys on their bucket list. All right, Chris and Jay, Toy Bounty Hunters. Well, uh, before we finish up, just want to say a couple exciting things that we have in the pipeline coming up. Oh, yeah. We, we've got uh, interviews with uh, our good friend Jim Fern. Yes. Uh, one of the uh, little-known fact, Jamie, Jim Fern actually was uh, instrumental in the design of the, the visual appearance of the X-Men character Jubilee. Ooh. And, uh, uh, and and I'd like to say that uh, Jim Fern is a friend of the Justice Nerds podcast. Oh, of course. So. Yeah, he's a, he's a friend. Good Man. good friend. Good good guy. Um, we're also going to uh, have an interview at some point with uh, Mr. Jose Delbo, uh, also another very talented comic book artist. He was basically the godfather of Jay's geekness. Uh, drew, drew my childhood, uh, drew the, the original Transformer series with nice. Marvel Comics, the first comic book that I ever read. Uh, I met him uh, at MegaCon this year. Super, super nice guy. Uh, and so we're, we're going to love to have him on the show. And then last and definitely oh, not yeah. least, uh, we are we are so happy that Mr. J.M. DeMattis has agreed to be interviewed on our show. We're going to be talking with him about a whole host of things, hopefully. We're going to talk with him about the 30th anniversary of the now legendary Spider-Man story, Craven's Last Hunt. We're going to be talking to him about his work on the Justice League during the 1980s. Well, we're also going to talk about the most recent DC movies that he's been doing. He did uh, Justice League, The Judas Contract. He did Justice League Dark. He's done uh, Batman vs. Robin. He All of the new DC uh movies that has come out, Mr. DeMattis is actually... Very, very prolific writer. We're very, very excited. Do you have an opinion on something that we've been talking about? Uh, are we dead wrong on something? You've got a lot of nerve, mister. But we want to hear about it. So email us at justusnerdspc at gmail.com. You can also send us a message on Facebook. You can send us a message on our YouTube page. You can send us a message. I think you can send messages on Instagram. Send us a picture on Instagram. You can send us a message on SoundCloud because Chris will respond to those. Chris will respond to those. Uh, we want to hear from you. Take part in the conversation, all right? Well, gang, that is it for episode 39. We've got to hop back in the mystery machine and head on down the road. Uh, buddy? What's that? I didn't know how to tell you this, but the mystery machine met its demise under the heel of a four million pound marshmallow man, and it's looking a little flatter than normal. 
glad I got that rental insurance. I hope it covers acts of demigod. But how are we gonna get out of here? 20 minutes later. Hey, is that Chris? Hey, here, here he comes. Hey guys, I found the car. Hop in. Well, I guess we got a ride. All right, well, this has been Chris J and the legendary Jamie Engel reminding you that if it goes bump in the night, don't be afraid to bump back. Bye-bye and take care.